Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Williams Bloom here on Sunday, the 2nd of July. Happy Independence Day weekend to each and every one of you listening. We are going to have a more condensed show today as Bloom is out of town. Of course, we want to thank our friends from Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation for always sponsoring us here on Williams and Bloom. Williams and Bloom, the show will be going twice a week coming up on uh, the 12th, the 12th of July, we'll be starting to go twice a week. We'll be doing a Wednesday show as well, thanks to our friends at Mechdyne. I also want to thank um, Cody Road and our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling for what they do for us. We've got a big event coming up on July 15th, and we will be doing our road show there in Leclerc. If you're in eastern Iowa, Cyclone, we encourage you to... Get your butts on over to Eastern Iowa, even if you're not, and come on, enjoy some Cody Road with us. Our staff will be there. We will be bringing some Cyclone football players as well. And it's always one of my favorite nights of the year with all of our friends from Cody Road. Great people. And we have a new sponsor, one of my main dudes from the old RV lot over there at Iowa State. That's where I met this guy, Jeff Kelderman, Kelderman Manufacturing down in Oskaloosa. They do all kinds of sweet stuff, and we're going to be telling you about them here in the future on Cyclone Fanatic. Jeff's a nutty Cyclone fan. Uh, he is he's, He really is a crazy Cyclone fan in, like, the best way. Uh, they do all sorts of good stuff at Kelderman Manufacturing. One of my favorite things is they do, basically, they make, like, custom trucks. So you can order a truck from Dodge or Ford, and then you give them, like, this code. That truck gets delivered to Jeff, and then they put their air ride suspension on it. They have their own bumpers. They have their own paint facilities. They put their wheels and tires on it. They're making people's dream trucks come true right down there in Oskaloosa. Iowa State dudes, they're phenomenal. Check them out. Kelderman Manufacturing now supporting us here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, let's get Bloom on the line. We're going to do a little bit of Cyclones in the NBA. It was a massive weekend for Tyrese Halbert and George Diang, Monte Morris. We're going to talk about all the moves. And then I have some Big 12 football thoughts as we are, man, just around the corner, just over a week from media days. So this is going to come up quick. Once media days come, man, it is time. Kids are going to be going back to school. Fourth of July really usually marks the... At least for me, that's when summer just starts to fly right by. All right, let's get Bloom on the line and get the podcast going. All right, we'll start the show, and we'll go north to Okaboji, and that's where Brent Bloom is. He will join us just for a segment tonight, and then in our Wiffles Hybrid segment coming up later on in the show, I've been taking notes on Big 12 football. As I, I actually decided, Bloom, over the weekend that I had to quit neglecting it 
and actually <laughs> start to get ready for the football season. How are you today, brother? Oh, man. I'm good, man. Like I, I, so I just went to West O to sample the Ames Lager for the first time, and it's really good. So all good on my end. Good. Having to be in the, the God country of Northwest Iowa, dude. The um, the bit that Dan Wetzel and Pat Forty did on the Ames Lager just had me dying the other day. <laughs> Same. It worked out great. Worked out great for sure. Well done. All right. I don't want to keep you from your family too long, but I did need you because there's been a lot of stuff happening uh, regarding cyclones in the NBA. It's actually, man, there was a flurry there where it was kind of tough to even keep track of everything. I'll say this. This was one of the busiest off-the-court weekends for former cyclones, probably in history. Brock Purdy got engaged. Tyrese Halliburton signs a max deal. Uh, George Niang switches teams, gets a huge contract, and Monte Morris was traded. Let's go through each and every one of those bits, starting with Tyrese Halliburton getting the five-year max deal with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, let me ask you this: What he he got traded? You know, this isn't yep. the team that drafted him. He gets the max deal, and 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 forgive me for being ignorant here because the Kings have done okay with this but like man like that seems like a big miss now trading Tyrese Halliburton or did they get a better like how do you grade that now yeah I mean I think it's a it's a rare win-win here because yeah. the, the the Kings got the bonus who has been really good for them and he re make the playoffs right they had uh you know they had Fox and they had Mitchell and they had some guys so but the Pacers have their cornerstone and that's what's great it's like you've got the Pacers with Halliburton and by the way, they have a bunch of Iowa guys that are connected with him. So Michael Bourne, who played at Iowa State, Chad Buchanan played at Simpson, was part of the Bourne camp. And a lot of connections here were, man, if, if you need a team in the NBA, the Pacers are a good one to target. But for Tyrese to get that max deal, which starts at $40 million, and if he makes an all-NBA team at $50 million, like, man, what a deal for that guy who – Started at Iowa State, they wanted to retro him, right? Like, you remember those conversations? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the least heralded of the recruits between him, Condit, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Zion Griffin. And Halliburton was kind of like, okay, well, this guy's going to help maybe three years down the road, and look at him now. Yeah, and it, it, going back, and you, you think about that, it was really, it took Lindell Wigginton getting injured right. for that switch to kind of happen where it was kind of like, yeah, Michael Byers talked about this. If you guys are in there, interested in this in the podcast that I did with him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but it, yeah, it took Lindell getting injured, and it was that Missouri game. It was a Friday night game yep. before a before a sep- or before a November football game where when all kind of, uh, <laughs> well eventually all hell broke loose behind the scenes yeah. because Lindell wasn't pleased with you know Tyrese and his playing time. But yeah, so he gets the max deal. Um, Niang goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which they're the weirdest. They're one of the oddest teams in the NBA over the Agreed. last 20 years because they, they just, they'll they'll be great. And then they hit rock bottom. And then they always get to, they do really well in the lottery. This team, like, this is kind of a fun place for George to go because this is one of the ascending teams in the East, right? For sure. And he'll, he'll play a great role for him, which is like, he'll, you know, maybe the sixth man off the bench, come in, make some shots, be a veteran leader for those guys. And they're a pretty young team. 
but perfect spot. And plus, he's making $8 million a year, which is great. So, man, it's so cool for George because if you think about this guy, drafted, what, 51st, 52nd in the second round, and C-Dubs, like the, the percentage of making the NBA for a five-year-plus term in that league in the second round is like 2%. Mm-hmm. And here he is, and he's now making uh, you know $8 million per year. Like Total credit to Niang what he's all about. And, and we've had this conversation before. It's like, if you want to make in that league, one, you got to provide a skill set. And for Niang, it's about making the, the, the corner three shot, being a valuable asset. But then secondly, and more importantly, is just being a good teammate, being a good clubhouse guy. And there's no better guy than George Niang. So, man, I, like this weekend for me, honestly, C-Dub, was about as good as it gets. Because you've got Niang, great guy. Got rewarded for all this hard work. Halliburton gets a max contract. And both those guys, I'll be honest with you, have been super supportive of what we're doing with the We Will Collective. And, and to think that, you know, okay, you get it. Like, there's there's one thing for, oh, they have some more financial resources now. But now it's like they got paid off for all the good work they do. It's so ha- I'm just so happy for all of Cycle Nation for those two guys, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. It two of the best guys to come through the program, not just the best players, but if you ask like the support staff, the grad yeah. assistants, the managers, like the nicest to them, those would be two of the guys that everybody would, it, would talk about. And, and then Jackie had the post on, on the Twitter at Jackie Cordova. Where it's like they were celebrating together. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like those are the guy. And then guess who else was there? Naz Long. Yeah. Like, that's those him. guys. I saw him. Yep. I mean, it's, it's like, it makes you feel really good as a Cyclone fan. Like, those are our people, and our people are having success. And that's the best of both worlds right there. Well, the other thing, too, and again, like, I thought Micah gave me really good perspective on these guys the other day. It's like when like when Niang goes on a vacation, he comes to Ames. Yeah. Which <laughs> is just, it's funny. Like, I, yep. I, it was a football game last year. And yeah, because I I literally bumped into George on the freaking bridge. <laughs> he had had a few drinks, and he was just walking yep. around by himself, and end up talking to him for like twenty minutes. But I think he likes that. It's like you can come back and you consider this place home. And yeah, I mean, you're I'm sure you're taking some pictures and stuff like that. But they love it, you know. And Tyrese it's- is kind of a spitting image of that. Well, and the, and the cool thing is, is before they even got to the pros, Halliburton and Purdy were like really good friends. And so they've been pulling for each other for forever. And when Purdy became a starter, his biggest fan was Halliburton. And I've got Halliburton in this max deal. Like, this is what Iowa State's all about. Like, this, I, I can't, you know, write the script any better. So, very happy for all those guys. The fact that Purdy's involved, Naz is involved, it's just really, really cool. Last but certainly not least, the now seven-year NBA veteran will be is Monte Morris. Yeah. Young man from Flint, Michigan, averaged 10-5 and five last year for Washington, and he's been traded. This is awesome to the Detroit Pistons. you got to imagine Monte was probably, probably dreamt of playing, you know, in the Palace of Auburn Hills when he was a kid, and now he's been – traded to the iconic Detroit Pistons if you're a kid yep. growing up from Flint, Michigan. It's freaking awesome. Great point. And, you know, you think, you think about Monte's story, and it's been told a little bit, but 
here's the guy that, you know, coming out of Flint, I was Iowa State or Michigan. Michigan took Derek Walton from uh, from the same area. Yep. And so they, they didn't want Monte. Monte ends up going to Iowa State. Actually has an impact in that Hoiberg johnny Orr game in 2014. You know, DeAndre Kane was the start of that game, but, but Monte played. And Monte ends up being the star from that area. You know, Michigan, Michigan State, I'll turn him down eventually. He comes to Iowa State. And here he is a 10-year NBA vet eventually, and uh, now with the Detroit Pistons. Like, so happy for that guy. By the way, he's making $10 million a year or more. He's been very philanthropic with Iowa State, with We Will, with everything else. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, Niang, Halliburton, Naz, some of those other guys take well, m- might take the spotlight, but Monte's been just as kind and supportive of Iowa State. So super happy for him. He gets to go home, and uh, he's he's all cycling right now for sure. Yeah, and he, it's just he just doesn't have as big of a personality, you know. Correct. But it's he's not, you know, less of a less of an Iowa State guy. He just doesn't. But he, you'll see him on like a Saturday college football game. He'll be like tweeting about the Cyclones, and it's cool. Uh, special times, special times indeed. And we appreciate your time. So what else you got planned up there on the 4th? We're recording this on Sunday night. You guys just staying up there through the holiday, coming back Wednesday? Yeah. yeah so my wife's family's from Armstrong, which is just east of Okaboji. But so it's a, a dual prong. So spend time with the family. But then also, man, this Westo Ames logger is going to be legit. So yeah. I know some of the news came out. We're partnering with Westo on the We Will Collective, but met with the team up there, and they are so excited. The response from Iowa State fans has been, to their quote, overwhelming. They're so excited for all this that is happening. And, man, like walking through the lots of Zach Trice on the first game, see names logger everywhere that helps Iowa State through the We Will Collective. I mean, it's just I'm thrilled. Like, the whole thing is great. And uh, Westo people, if you can, in the meantime, We'll be selling shirts. We'll be selling stickers, all this stuff. But support them because they're Iowa State fans at heart and uh, want them to do the best they can and just love that Iowa State can come together and do something like this for sure. Appreciate it, Bloom. We'll see you when you get back. I'll keep an eye on your house when I start firing off fireworks. I'll make sure we yeah. don't shoot in that direction. Yeah. Can you make sure my house doesn't start on fire, if you would? I I'm, I will try. But you, okay. you know how this town gets <laughs> on the 4th of July. Now we have a fairway and everything. You can't determine it's gonna what's going to happen in Bondurant. It, in this town, I'm sure there's a lot of smaller towns, but it's like a damn war zone is what it sounds like <laughs> on the 4th of July. It's actually, I love it, but like I just, I have an elderly dog and it, I actually feel yeah. really bad for the old man. So, um, but yeah, it'd be safe up there in Okaboji. Tell the family hi for me. All right, pal. Thank All you right. so much. Go yep. Cyclones. He's Brent Bloom. And we'll be back in studio doing everything that we normally do next week. But we, I do, I, I told you guys, so coming up a week from Tuesday, I'll be heading down to my annual trip to Dallas for the Big 12's football media days. And I always kind of just, see, I was, I'm such a curmudgeon, but I always say the 4th of July is the end of summer for me. And it, cause it kind of is like it, because football, that's when it really starts to pick up. The problem is, I admittedly 
have not done much prep this year because of the gambling thing. I just, right, like, it's just hard. And not just with Iowa State, it's hard with all of these transfers all over the country to really know who's got what. So I made it a point over this last weekend to really start my prep here, and I'm going to be going balls to the wall on it for the next week or so. But I did take some notes, and we'll get to that here coming up in our Wiffles hybrid segment um, on the Big 12. Before I do that, I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. For all of your coworking needs, you are one of those people in COVID, maybe you don't have an office anymore. I bet you you could make a point to your employer. Maybe you own your own business, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, give our folks at Gravitate Coworking a shot. The big cyclones who own it and operate it, really good people, and I bet your productivity goes up. GravitateCoworking.com. Check out their options today. Also want to give a give some love to my guy, Colin Newell, former Cyclone Center. He's now with Farm Bureau Financial Services, and he is kicking ass and taking names, doing a great job saving Cyclones money all over the Des Moines metro. I want you to know this about Colin. When you schedule to get a quote from Colin Newell from Farm Bureau Financial Services, he makes a donation to the We Will Collective to help the Iowa State student-athletes and the Iowa State cost. That's pretty cool. And you get to sit down and have a cup of coffee with one of the all-time great offensive linemen in Iowa State history, Colin Newell. I, easiest thing to do, Google Colin Newell, Farm Bureau Financial Services. His little page there is going to pop up, and you are going to have every piece of information you need from my guy Colin Newell. Uh, check him out today. I promise it will be worth your time. You know, um, find any ways to save some money, and you also supporting great people who support us here at Cyclone Fanatic. All right, our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment, shorter pod here because of the holiday. Guys, this is the most wide open I've ever seen the Big 12 going into a season. A lot of reasons for that, right, because we've got this infusion of new teams. There's a lot of question marks, the transfer portal. I think last year, TCU definitely opened up a lot of people's eyes. They were one of the last picks in the league with the first-year head coach, and they come out of nowhere to damn near win a national championship, right? So, like, there, there's a lot of reasons for the wide openness of this league. But, I mean, let's go through it here. I'm just going to run through um, some of these odds. Like, that, you know, Texas is the favorite at about 125, depending on where you bet. 115, I see, about even money. That's a bad bet in my mind. Not getting enough. Then you have Oklahoma at 360. And then you go Kansas State at 480. And then a major drop all the way down to one, around 900 to 1,000, I guess, with Texas Tech. And my point being, it's like, okay, I could poke holes in every single one of those teams. Texas always underachieves. By far the most talented team, but they usually are. Um, so do, I mean, if do you feel great getting even money on Texas right now? Oklahoma... Listen, same type of deal, talent, but they were talented last year, right? Like, what they, they were – do we think that this coach has, has turned that I, – I don't know. Do you, like, do you feel that – they were horrible defensively for a lot of that year. And Brett Venables is supposed to be a defensive guy, right? Then we come to Kansas State, who's lost a ton 
from last year. Uh, Chris Kleiman, a couple of Big 12 championships in a row. Uh, my argument would be there, like, what are the chances they win three in a row? <laughs> right? Like, that's it's kind of a dumb argument, but like, they're Kleiman's, it's, it's a system thing, and he's a hell of a coach, and he's done a really good job. But what are the chances that they do three, three in a row? Like, that seems like far-fetched to me. Texas Tech, like, they feel seven and five, eight and four to me. As I go down the list, there's not a league quarterback play there. Um, right? So you, you really go down, and the floor at this league, there's not really any terrible teams, although I would make the argument, here's what I want to talk about is the, the four new teams, okay, and, and do a little bit of the realignment thing. This is the one thing that I've really made notes on over the weekend. So first of all, um, the recruiting aspect of all of this. I think this is fascinating. So 247 as a deal, if you look at the 24 uh, recruiting rankings, so 2024, it factors in what the leagues will be then, right? So Texas and Oklahoma are – in the SEC in that equation. And their recruiting classes are ranked 11th and 12th in the SEC right now for the class of 2024. You take that the points where they would be there and you stack them in the Big 12, they would be second and third. Texas Tech, Joey McGuire absolutely killing it on the recruiting trail right now. Props to them. But the, the, it's going to be really fascinating to see how that plays out. I'm on record. I think Texas does better in that league than Oklahoma does. I think Oklahoma you know, potentially the next Arkansas. They're going to really, really regret this move here in five years. Just my opinion. What I want to talk about are these four other schools. So that would be Central Florida, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU. Okay? So... What do those four schools have in common other than they are the new schools in the Big 12? They not only were a good group of five schools, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't be getting this promotion, but they're all these schools that have very natural recruiting spots that made it in the past very easy for them to kind of swoop in and get the I don't know if leftovers are the right word of the big dogs, but we'll explain with Cincinnati, right? Football-rich state of Ohio, metropolitan area. There are players all over the place in that state. Really natural place to recruit to. Uh, you get a very easy base. The coaches can drive and, and watch these guys on Friday night and get back for their Saturday game. Very easy spot. I once had a coach tell me that uh, in regards to Houston, same type of deal, right? I once had a coach tell me that, I, what did he say, like a monkey could lead Houston to eight wins, I think is what he said. Um, what does that do now, right? Like they, Houston would constantly get, if the guys weren't good enough to go to one of the big 12 schools that were in the league, they'd, they'd often end up there, metropolitan area, right? Are those guys good enough to win at a Power 5 level? They definitely were at the Group of 5 level, much like Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's a little different. They have clearly proven under Luke Fickle, who's no longer there, you know, that they could... But Cincinnati's been good, really, for for a long time. But again, it, it was more in that Big East realm. It was in the American realm. 
how, how does it how does that step up for that level of player do for the Bearcats? I actually am the most bullish on them on them in the Big Twelve than I am any of the others. Central Florida is the exact same thing, right? Huge enrollment, you know, the, not a huge fan base, but it's Florida. You've got that. Are those types of players going to be good enough on the week to week grind of the Big Twelve and BYU? You know, the whole. Uh, Mormon thing is is very real, right? It's like they're always going to be good in basketball. You know exactly what they're going to get because there's going to be four or five kids every year, and they're going to BYU no matter what. And if they don't go to BYU, they're going to Utah State. That's how it works, okay? So, but really, you take a look at BYU's schedule. Damn, it's a huge step up, okay? So, listen, I'm not writing a death sentence for any of these new schools. I'm just saying, like, there's real questions to be asked. That's why those four schools were so good at the group of five level. They had supernatural recruiting bases that were kind of layups. They knew that this is the type of kid we're going to get him eight out of ten times, okay? And that won't be – they'll probably still be able to get a lot of those kids. I'm not denying that. Does that kid translate to a – a higher level of football. I think they're going to have to recruit a little bit differently. Often the challenge when it comes to realignment. We saw TCU take a while, right? We, we, we've seen this before. Some of these schools never can kick out of it. We haven't seen Nebraska do it, although, you know, you guys are going to make fun of me. You're going to rip me for it. I think Matt Rule is going to turn that thing around. I don't think they're going to win championships, but I think he can get them back to eight and four, nine and three, that type of deal. This all is fascinating. We are in a... We are in a real um, transition level here in Big 12 football that makes this one of the most unique seasons in the history of the league. And, you know, if I were to sit here and if you were to ask me, I I wouldn't feel comfortable uh, really making any hard, you know, opinions going into this season. I'll give you a couple. I don't think – I feel like you sell Kansas high right now. I feel like everybody's probably a little bit too high on Kansas. Maybe you maybe you sell TCU high. I mean, if you think about it last year, of all the guys that they lost, how many games did Max Duggan have to lead them back in in the last two minutes of the game, right? A lot of close wins there for the Horn Frogs. It's hard to do that two years in a row with all new guys. Maybe sell them a little bit. Uh, just a really fascinating league. I, I think it's going to be... Really super fun to watch it play out. And then you have the Iowa State thing with the with the gambling situation, and you just got to wait. And I hate telling you guys that, because, but I, I, it's really difficult for me to sit here and go game by game with the Cyclones and go on the record when I don't know who's going to be playing and for how long, right? It's, it's tough. So give me another week or so on that, and we'll continue to grind this out with the Big 12 football media days right around the corner. And I'm looking forward to diving down there because I think it'll be a newsy week. I think it'll be a juicy week, you know, with all this realignment stuff. What about San Diego State pulling back from the Pac-12 thing over the weekend? That was bizarre. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But, yeah, there you go. A few thoughts on Big 12 football. Again, I'm taking notes. I'm going to be dropping in with a lot of these little nuggets here over the next couple of weeks or so as we start to ramp things up for the 2023 season. Kind of a condensed version of Williams and Bloom here on your 4th of July weekend. 
Also want to remind you, we will be going twice a week with this podcast starting, I believe, Wednesday the 12th will be our first Wednesday show for Williamson Bloom. That will be on the 12th. Again, when I will be down in Dallas, we'll do a little bit of a Big 12 Media Day recap at that point. Um, and don't forget to sign up for our party if you guys want to join us at Mississippi River Distilling. Go and drink some Cody Road with a bunch of great Cyclones on the 15th of July. All right, uh, for Brent Bloom, I'm Chris Williams. Short show this week. Be safe out there. Have a great Independence Day with your families. We'll be back next Sunday with the full program.